Hi guys. Hi guys. Um, we're we're so sorry. We're really really sorry about what we've done to you, our most loyal fans. Yeah, you don't really you really don't deserve it, and we're ashamed of ourselves. We should probably like get our podcasting license revoked. Probably. Yeah, we made a promise to the people every Thursday. Every Thursday. There would be a new episode of our podcast for you know our amazing and loyal and wonderful beautiful viewers or listeners, listeners i guess yeah. to listen to and you know they love us and we know we don't we no longer deserve your love no. or attention or subscriptions yeah. or comments or emails or likes um, it is also important to us that you know it's not our fault it's definitely it's literally not our fault it's not our fault what we did happened everything we could has nothing to do with us no it's not our fault at all um the forces beyond it our was control. out of our control fully 100 percent. we couldn't have done anything no, differently nothing at all about it um, at all. so you can be disappointed with us but more so be angry at the, the people whose fault it is right which again is not us. It's not us. Do you think I don't know that bitch? All right. Hey. This is Talkie Talkie, your favorite podcast starring Fiona and Taylor. Wow. Cool. Sweet. Uh, first order of business, as usual, mm-hmm. is Wonka Watch. Watch. I like forgot. <laughs> I kind of have forgotten how this works and how this goes. Well, you know, it's and what really we exciting do. since we missed. Since we missed. Oh, it's going to be a really. Week, it's going to be so much closer to Wonka. Oh, and it is because uh, today there are 546 Holy days shit. until Wonka. That's like not very many. That's it's really seriously not, like to that's be not a lot. You. No, it's not at all. And um, since we another thing is that there's more Wonka news than usual. Oh, great! Since we sort of took a week off here. Good. Two of these pieces of Wonka news newses mm. are from Mashed.com. Okay. And then one is from ComicBook.com. Okay. Um, so I think we're going to start with this from ComicBook.com. Uh, this article is by someone who is saying their name is Kofi Outlaw. And this article is called, Mr. Beast Built Willy Wonka's <laughs> Chocolate Factory. And this came he out... He built it already? Yeah, apparently. This article came out... Well, this... Okay, it came out recently. Okay. We'll just say that. Um, Mr. Beast built Will Wonka's Chocolate Factory oh. in real life in order to let some grown adults take a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory tour in real life. Um, apparently, this video, the video of the Chocolate Factory on Mr. Beast's channel, uh, shot up to the top of YouTube's trending list and amassed over 37 million viewers in less than three days. So he had some people compete in competitions at his chocolate factory, including competitive eating of a chocolate bar. Oh, uh, just one chocolate yeah, bar? Yeah, okay. toss giant Mentos into a giant Coke bottle. Okay. Um, a balance contest to stand on spinning peppermints in a marshmallow room. Cool. Uh, and this is what Mr., uh, Mr. Outlaw has written here. And a toilet version of Is It Cake? Hmm. So... Yeah, that's those interesting. Are words that are have been strung together yeah, into some sort yeah. of sentence. Mr. Mr. Outlaw also mentions at the end of this article, though, the Willy Wonka franchise is getting ready for another shot at the big screen. Netflix and Warner Bros. has been in production on Wonka, a prequel film about Willy Wonka with Timothy Chalamet in the titular titular role of Willy Wachna. That's what it says. <laughs> Before he was a that's, famous yeah, candy maker. That's what I've heard. Willy Wachna. Willy Wachna. Um, moving over to Mashed.com. This is an article by Ree Winter, another very real name. Mm -hmm. This is called Why Mr. Beast Recreated the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory and Invited Gordon Ramsay. It's the question we're all asking. Um, Because I think last episode we covered the the Gordon Ramsay aspect of this. But something that we didn't cover was why. Why? Why is that happening? Uh, But don't worry, Ree Winter is there to answer that for us. What do Mr. Beast and Gordon Ramsay have in common? Well, they both own burger restaurants, so that's a start. But why did the Master Chef host appear in Mr. Beast's recreation of the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory? uh, That is the question, isn't Mm -hmm, it? mm -hmm. 
just a quick refresh on Mr. Beast. In November 2021, Mr. Beast recreated the Squid Games and invited contestants to play a real-life version I've heard about of this. the competition from the popular Netflix series. But where does Gordon Ramsay come in? Ten contestants came and competed, and then apparently they participated in a cooking competition, which Gordon Ramsay oh. judged. Oh. Uh, and the winner made a funfetti cake complete with a banana boat and, of course, a chocolate waterfall. Sounds wonderful. And then the winner was presented with the chocolate factory, the factory itself. They were presented with oh. it. Oh. But then Mr. Beast wheeled out a cool $500,000 in cash, offering to buy the factory instead. So he he made the factory. Okay. And then he had a contest at the factory. Right. And then the winner of the contest won the factory. Okay. And then he bought it. And then he, Mr. Beast bought the factory back from the winning contestant. For $500,000. For $500, I feel like that's maybe a little cheap. Because he wanted to keep it. I feel like maybe that's a little Yeah. I mean, this is a, a recreation of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Yeah. I think it's worth more I think, than what do you th- half what, a like, million. Could the person have said, like, no, thank you. I'll keep the Chocolate Factory instead, do you think? I hope so. I mean, I might have five hundred thousand versus a real life recreation of Willy Wonka's yeah, chocolate factory. Yeah, I probably could have flipped that too. Like, I probably could have found yeah. to the right buyer. I can imagine right. could someone go for would a cool pay a million lot more or something. Than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's it for Mr. Beast today, because the other uh, article I found has nothing to do with Mr. Beast, but I think it's much more interesting. Okay. And you're not you're when you hear this title, you're gonna freak out. Okay. This is an article by Melissa Campana. The scary Willy Wonka-style situation two M&M's workers fell into. Uh-oh. Ready? Uh-oh. Anyone for whom the 1971 movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory starring Gene Wilder felt more like a horror film than a family-friendly adventure may want to brace themselves. After all, the whimsical re- retelling of a Roald Dahl children's book was more than just a story about a boy who receives a golden ticket to the famed candy baron Willy Wonka's mysterious sweet factory and ultimately changes his fortune and future forever. Uh-huh. The film was also a cautionary tale against greed. Remember Veruca so Salt's true. untimely end? Not listening to your parents, like when Violet thought she could eat a blueberry-flavored sweet without consequence, or just generally being an annoying little punk. See Mike TV. Is that a name of a... Yeah, he's the one who's obsessed with TV. TV. Okay, cool. But it was Augustus Gloop, the first of the unfortunate victims of the Wonka tour that we could all probably relate to. Who could stroll alongside a river made of chocolate and not take a tiny taste? That's a fair question. I don't think I could. When Gloop got sucked up into that tube after he fell dangerously (laughs) into Wonka's Forbidden River, we all got sucked up into that tube. That's so true, actually. That's true. I mean, I... Yeah, I... When Gloop got him. sucked up into that tube, <laughs> I, we, we all, all got, got sucked, sucked up into that into tube. That tube. Um, sadly, two Mars Wrigley employees in Pennsylvania got to experience their own chocolate-covered nightmare up into at the a tube? candy factory on June 9th, <gasps> according to Today. And while reports indicate that Wrigley's workers will be just fine, we bet that even in a world of pure imagination, they wouldn't be in a rush to stream Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory anytime soon. So what happened? And then we have this subtitle, which... Is really, it's awesome. Okay. A golden ticket to the nearest hospital. <laughs> uh huh. So here's what happened. On the morning of June 9th, a 911 operator. <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> On the morning of June 9th, a 911 operator in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, surely thought they were being punked. According to today, the call came in right around lunchtime. The incident currently is being downgraded, a spokesperson for the 911 dispatch told the news outlet. But originally, two employees were stuck in a sort of dry chocolate. Uh-oh. That's correct. The Elizabethtown Fire Department was dispatched to the Mars M&M factory after two workers fell into a vat of chocolate at the confectionery site and needed help getting back out. Oh, no. In fact, while it's unclear how the pair fell in to begin with, and whether this vat of chocolate had a rushing river quality or more of a smooth and creamy texture, the fire department ended up having to cut a hole in the side of the tank in order to extricate the two employees, wow. according to CNN. Okay. The chocolate was waist-high on the unlucky employees, but it still took over an hour for first responders to figure out how to get them out safely. After that, Food & Wine, the magazine, confirmed that the external contractors were taken away to a hospital for precautionary evaluations, with a spokesperson for Mars Wrigley emphasizing, We are extremely grateful for the quick work of the first responders. 
To which Oompa Loompas everywhere nodded knowingly. Mm. And that's the end of the article. Yeah, I mean, okay, interesting. I think there was a really easy solution here, and is that they could have just eaten all the chocolate. Yeah, or, or melted it. Chocolate famously melts. Yeah, like or just just, just eat some... your way out I of it. I guess there. it really does depend on the it's texture, chocolate. and it seems we don't really know for sure what the texture yeah, of this seems, chocolate was. It seems like it's maybe up in the air. Because if, if it was like a like a pool of warm right. melted chocolate, just drink it. Just climb out, throw just them drink some straws bit. down yeah, there, and let them slurp salt. it up. But if it if it's hardened, then my question is, did they fall into it when it was melted? How right, quickly yeah, is this stuff hardening? It, yeah, it really is an um, interesting thing. And if it was only waist high, I mean, yeah. I have a lot of questions. As do I. And they also didn't get sucked up into a tube. So no. That, that is not true. No. Um, they probably would have died, I think, if they had been sucked into a tube of chocolate, depending on the I length mean, of the tube. I mean, Augustus didn't die, did he? I feel like we never heard from him did again. Did he die? Oh, oh dear. I always sort of assumed he died. Oh, dear. But he was doing what he loved. He deserved it. He was doing what he loved. So, um, I hope that these two Mars Wrigley employees get a cameo in Wonka, starring Mm. Timothy Chalamet coming out in 548 days. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, perhaps they could be the Oompa Loompas. Yeah. Still really intrigued to see the how Oompa they're going to pull that off. Is, yeah, the, Im- the Oompa Loompa question um, yeah, is hanging over all Will there heads. be little orange men with green hair? Will they be children? Will, will they, they children? be some sort of CGI magic I hope not. On? I hope it's it's real movie magic. No right. CGI. Maybe they'll just have them stand really far away. That would be awesome. Sort of a, uh, what do you call that? Optical illusion. Yes, an optical illusion where they're really far away and Timmy's really close. Yeah. That would be really funny. Yeah. It's really interesting. As we get closer and closer to the date of Wonka, we'll find out in approximately 546 days. Yeah. So stay tuned. So that's um, been Wonka Watch. Yeah, that's it for Wonka Watch. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Taylor, it's been a while since I've seen you last, and there's just really one thing on my mind. Uh huh. What's happening? Oh my god. Okay, so a couple of things here. First of all, on my way uh, to the studio today, I had to sure. get gas. Uh huh. Um, and while I was pumping the gas, they were playing "Misery" by Maroon Five. Oh my on goodness. The speakers. That's a that's like an is, omen of yeah, some kind. Really exciting. And then, other than that, really the only thing I have to say is welcome to my final Glee update. Wow. Yeah. Huge. I finished finish? Glee yesterday. Cool. Um, it's over. I did it. I watched all of it. Amazing. Uh, I'm also done. Yep. I, so. And obviously, you know, as expected, I have notes to go yeah, over. Yeah, I figured. I'm sure some of you are... Glad to know that this will be the the final time this will be happening. Um, So, you know, there's a lot to go over here, but just sit back, relax, and take joy. Well, it's like two seasons, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Um, I promise this will be the last time this will happen. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's see. Uh, okay, first of all, this is a fun anecdote. I've been watching also... So actually, this might not be the, the <laughs> last time because I have been rewatching the show with my, my mom. Right. Um, my dad, he pops in from time uh-huh. to time because he can't... He really can't stay away. Right, he, he, can't, he tries he to can't. avoid it, but he really can't. And we were watching the Lady Gaga episode mm-hmm. from season one. Yeah. Um, and this is the one where Kurt is wearing... He's sort of... Well, he's dressed as Lady Gaga, but he has kind of like a blue yes. sort of... I don't even know what you would ex- what you would call it. But he has also like a white wig on. Yes. He looks crazy. He looks awesome. And my dad was watching this and he's like oh he looks like um who's that guy and I was like I don't know like who what are you talking I don't I don't know and he's like he looks like that guy and he took like a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. just like sitting there in silence thinking and Mm -hmm. then he exclaimed oh do you guys know from Megamind oh my goodness what Megamind (laughs) what and he's talking about that guy if you've seen Megamind um when Megamind uh transforms himself into a little uh sort of old man as some sort of trickery oh he's trying to trick oh someone my. into he's doing something and he does he is dressed exactly like kurt is in that episode oh he has a blue sort of outfit and white hair that's so interesting um, so it was a really interesting wow, observation cool. on my dad's part shout See, out that's what you get from a rewatch with a different audience yeah you it's true i things. never would have thought yeah. of that um because it's absurd but it's true it's and true real and it's real so yeah. thank you thank you greg for thank that you, greg. input and no one else, I think, on Earth would have yeah. would have come up with that. But that's just, you know, he's a special guy. Yeah. 
Okay, so now back into where we left off, which was at some point in season five. I don't yeah. remember. Uh, it all Towards blurred the together. I think. S- yeah, season five was just terrible. Uh-huh, um, I have to be honest with you, as was season six, but we'll get more uh-huh. into it later. It was just terrible. It was not fun uh, for me. Steve, I, my feeling on season five is uh-huh. that the first half sucks. Yeah. But when they transition to everyone living in New York and Mr. Shu isn't on it isn't anymore, <laughs> I love it. I love okay. the second half. All right, of interesting. Five. Yeah, I have some thoughts. Um, we'll get into it sort of when I get there, but um, there was a mashup of uh, the songs Nasty and Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson at some point in season five, which I'm only bringing up because this year, actually, in the figure skating world, I know we haven't been here in a while, but, you know, just checking in, um, one of the ice dance teams, they did a routine to a mashup of these two songs. Oh my goodness. I think they stole it from Glee. Was it the Glee cast version? It wasn't the Glee cast version, and there was also a third song sandwiched in between them, but... I still think they stole the idea from Glee. So I'm on to you. I loved when they made Becky dress up as baby Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. She does an amazing job. She does an incredible job. The part when... So I was having a miserable time at this point. But there was like a couple of episodes in the first half of season five that were really fun, um, including the one where Tina and Artie are tied for valedictorian. Yes. And they're both like (laughs) trying to get the other one to, they, they're like yeah. Tina's like you have to like let Artie do it and Artie's like no let Tina do it yeah. and Sue's like oh my god for Christ's sake you guys suck so much um, I'm forced to at this point since you guys are being so so uncooperative um, I'm going to make the third yeah, high, the yeah. third student the, it's the only reasonable option really. and of course who is it but one Blaine Anderson Blaine Warpler. Um, when she said that, it made me scream so loud that Jamie literally had to come into my room oh my to be God. like, what's happening? That was really funny to me. Um, okay, and now we're into the part where they're all in New York. Yes. And they play a song called Downtown. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm glad you brought this up. Now, this is a song by one Petula yes. Clark. Yes, it really is, isn't it? Um, and they also play another Petula Clark song in the same episode later on. Cool. Uh, that I've never heard before. I have heard Downtown yeah. because it's in Lost. They play it in Lost. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was familiar with this song. I didn't know it was Petula Clark, though. Right, and of course, was... a reminder for our listeners, Petula Clark is the singer of our She's theme song, responsible Talkie, for our Talkie, theme song. Talkie. Yeah. Um, so this is a shout out to us, I think. It really is, yeah. Um, by using Petula Clark. Great song, we... too. Great yeah, song, great, great cover. Great song. Love it. I like Blaine's soda machine that he has. He's literally yes, the most annoying yeah, person yeah. in the entire world. Why does he have that? Why does he need to be using that? Just be normal, please, God. I really, the first, like, the first episode where they were all in New York when all of them were living yeah. in one place, so I was like, fun. oh, I wish, I know that they aren't going to stay here because they're not right. normal and right. they're all terrible people, but I wish to God they could just be it's normal so, so that, because the idea of all of them living together in one place is it's yeah, like, just awesome. it's magical. Yeah, yeah it's just magical. I liked when Kurt and Blaine sang American Boy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Huge. Wow. Which is wow. A, the voice song as well. It is. Yeah. It's also a, just a great, great yeah. song. I loved that performance. It was so much fun. Um, and that apparently is all I have for season five. Okay, cool. So now we're into season six. Uh, I think instead of bringing back Karos, Karofsky yeah. to be Blaine's rebound, they, sh- they should have had Sebastian. It's the logical It should have fucking been Sebastian, yeah, I agree. Right? Why yeah. wasn't it fucking I, I've Sebastian? I always thought that. It made me so mad every time I had to look at his stupid face. Yeah, I'm I like, hate that guy. I could literally be looking at Sebastian yeah, right now. It was bullshit. It was such bullshit. I think that guy, though, he was busy being on The Flash. He was, yeah. I <laughs> I was watching the new Riverdale episode, and uh, I was watching it live, so I couldn't skip through the commercials, uh-huh. and I saw like three commercials wow, for cool. The Flash, and so I was like, oh my god, it's Sebastian crazy. Smythe. Yeah, they are still doing it, I guess. Here I have written, this shit sucks. Uh, I am miserable. At this and at this point, like, because Will has been absent for a right, while, and I right. was so so mad and so angry that I was actually like relieved to see him return. Oh no! I was like happy to see him return because it was just like I was just yeah. so glad uh-huh. for some semblance of like anything yeah. at this point. I was like, I know him, right? I know him, and I know what's going on now, and I get it, and I feel like like I'm. It's like the show when it used to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being negative. It really was miserable. Here I have written, the only thing that is keeping me watching this show at this point is the fact that I want to see if Rachel ends up with Jesse or if I'll have to kill myself. And folks, <laughs> I get to live get to see to another live. day. Yeah, she does awesome. end up with Jesse. Um, this made me so happy. When he came back, when I, he I, again, out, I screamed. Yeah. Scream, huge, scream huge. moment. Um, I'm just so happy that they did that. He's a great, great man. It was the only satisfactory ending yeah. for anyone, yeah. and it really does make me like so happy every time I think about it. Did I'm you so notice, glad that that happened. This might be skipping ahead, but in the very last episode, he has sort of a new haircut, mm. and he basically just looks like Finn. 
Does he really? Yeah. Like, I, like if you, like, looked at him out of the corner of your eye, you would think it was Cory Monty. Oh, that's funny. And I think that's really No, I didn't really notice that. I was just so, like, yeah. so thrilled. Like, just thrilled yeah. beyond it, compare. He, the show needed him. When, in, the la- in that last episode, when she goes, and here's my husband, yeah, and, she, and he awesome. pops in, I was like, oh, my God. Thank oh, my God. God. Is everything God. I've ever wanted yeah. in my entire life. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Most of my viewing experience throughout, like, season six in particular was me just sort of being like, like, who... Like, who asked for... Yeah. Who is this yeah. for? Like, who wants this? <laughs> Who's the target audience? Like, why, Blaine dating Karofsky. Who asked for that? Absolute garbage. Who wanted that? Yeah. Who needs who that? Who Who is this for? Who's the audience here? Similarly, like, Kurt dating a 60-year-old man. Who yeah, wants that? Why are we doing that. this? No. Again, just who is this for? And I never came up with an answer to that question. I don't know who it was for. Yeah, it certainly wasn't for me. No. <laughs> um, and I can't imagine anyone who would want that or enjoy that or like any of it and i just yeah, don't know what they were doing or what was happening Makes you think it really does um i liked <laughs> at the, the at the wedding yes one of the great weddings at the wedding um when blaine said real love is worth waiting for as if he didn't like literally and i mean literally get married to a guy the same day they got back together like what are you talking so about smart. what are you talking him. about what's wrong with you Okay, and then this is this is something I do want to okay. talk about. This okay. was a really interesting sort of observation I made. So in season one, they faced vocal adrenaline at regionals. Yes. Regionals. regionals. So that would suggest they're in the same region. Yes, correct. But in season two, they faced them at nationals. Yes. Which would suggest now that they're no longer in the same region. Yes. Season three, they also faced them at nationals. Yes. Season four, there was none of that. Right. Season five, like, I don't think they were there. At all. I don't even think they were at nationals. Yeah, they like got no, replaced by throat so. explosion yeah. and they weren't anywhere to be seen. And then at season six, they're now at their sectionals. Yes. So Correct. Um, I'm confused by this. I think, okay, I've also been thinking about this. Yeah. And I, because they're always, whenever they're approaching sectionals or regionals, they like reveal who the two schools they'll be right. competing against are. And so my understanding is that there's some kind of, um, lottery lottery system. situation where they it's sort of randomized so one year you might be facing vocal adrenaline in sectionals and one year you won't be i like i guess so but the idea of sectionals regionals right, right. it suggests Certainly. like a section of the state yes and then a region of a the region state those don't of, tend yeah. to like change no but you know, you know what i mean it's sort of all right it's uh, it's gerrymandering maybe. it's yeah i guess something so. like that uh, i just think it's it's interesting it is interesting. uh it's very strange it really makes you think Okay, and now we're into the final two episodes of the show, which I wow. do actually think were good. Yeah. Those yeah, were good. Season was really six good. was fucking terrible, but the last two episodes were good. Um, I liked, they show, you know, it's like a flashback to season, or to two, 2009. So fun. The year. I so love that you see yeah, everybody in their current age pretending so to awesome. be themselves from five years yes. ago, and they don't look no they don't look no, correct at all no. kurt's hair is all different yeah. rachel has insane like eyebrows yeah. that she didn't have before um so it's goofy and it's fun and you get to see all of their auditions again and you get to see the notes that mr shu yes. wrote for them and they're awesome notes. they're awesome um i really liked when he wrote gay on his yeah. audition notes for kurt <laughs> it's probably what we're all thinking probably unnecessary mr shu yeah. i think he should have wrote wheelchair on his audition <laughs> notes for Artie. um also something really interesting that happens in this episode is that Rachel says that one of her dads is black. Yeah, okay. Yes. That's untrue. That's false. But That's in wrong. episode one, it is true. It is true. So they're just being honest to what. Yeah. To what. It really makes you wonder first... what happened because here. Because we've talked about this before. We've talked about How this a couple of times. in episode one, Rachel has two dads. One is black and one is white. And you only see them in a photo. Right. But then when you see them in person three or four seasons later, yeah. one is Ray Romano. No. And one is another guy. <laughs> Correct, yeah. And they're both white. Right. But I, I think it's it's a, it's a fun little... It's a little... Yeah, it's, it's a, a fun, fun little like, shout out to the moment. fans who have been paying attention. Yeah, it's just... Um, um, it is. It really is. does make you... It made think. me laugh. It yeah. made me chuckle. I was like, wow, they get it. They know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. Yeah. It was, I enjoyed it too. Um, okay. And now we're on to the last episode. I don't cool. have a lot of notes, but it, let's, let's, let's do it anyways. Um, Emma said at one point during this episode, and I quote, Will, you're the most talented man in the world. <laughs> so true. I guess. Yeah. I'm always saying that. I'm um, sure. Sue says, Blaine, I still don't really get you. I guess I am just not a fan of your thing. Um, and she has a point. Yeah. She has she a point does. there. She does have a point. Um, apparently, that's all I have written down for the last oh, cool. episode. Um, 
so yeah, uh, that was that's my Glee watch. Cool. Uh, my final judgment of the show is: I think you should, if you're if you're interested in watching the show, which you should be, because it is it is it's, it's yeah, a good, it's interesting. It's a roller coaster ride is great. I think uh, you should watch the first three seasons, uh-huh. and then you should literally jump to the last two wow, episodes of season six and just ignore everything that you don't understand. I that is I can't agree with that's, you. That's 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 how I feel. Important important content. Yeah, I mean in seasons four and five and six. Season four, I agree. Season four is fun. I like season five more than I like season four. Season four, I, I, I no, I just can't agree with that. I just can't. I, agree lo- with I that. love when they're all in New York. I love when Artie gets like mugged and Rachel like <laughs> doesn't care, and then she decides she does care. Yeah. I love when Sam is there. I love when Sue hypnotizes Sam oh, uh-huh. into like being nasty, yep. and then Rachel falls in love with him. I think that's interesting. Yeah. I I just like it. I enjoy it. I don't like any of the new characters really. No. I'm glad they get rid of like Ryder and Marley. And oh Jake. yeah, they're just gone. They're just gone, which is cool for season six. Yeah, I my opinion is that you should watch it all if you're well, listening. And I think you might have set yourself up for failure by skipping all the characters who you didn't know during the time when you were supposed to be getting to know them. I didn't, didn't you skip, skip a lot of I their skipped stuff. Some of it, I skipped a lot of their songs because uh-huh. I didn't care. Yeah, and I skipped. Some of yeah, I did skip. Yeah, well, see, like I when think... it was like Ryder talking to like Marley, I, don't I was know, like, it's just, I don't it's all care. Part of the experience it's very important. I disagree. <laughs> I don't think it's important. I think you literally could skip every scene that is just the new characters, and none of it would matter. Interesting at all. But that's maybe that's well. Just something me. I think we can agree on is uh-huh. in the last episode when every character who's ever been on the show comes back and that sings was all together at the end. I don't think Krosky awesome. needed to be there. He didn't need to be there, but I liked that he wasn't even literally in the everyone club, was there. But everyone else was there. Lauren Zeiss was yeah. so huge, happy to see Huge, huge to see her, her back. Her so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. I did like uh, Blaine's new hair in the last episode. Yes. He no longer yeah. looked like a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, I appreciated that. It was cool, yeah. It's been a long time coming. All right. Yeah, it was really, yeah, it was, it was fine. Glee. Well, yeah, that is Glee, but I also <laughs> do want to give you a final, final tier sure, list update. Sure, Because I'm just going to read you the whole thing. Okay. Because um, there's been a lot of movement. All right. Uh, there's been a lot of changes. I've created a lot of new tiers, deleted some tiers. It's Things are going all over the place. The top tier is called Kurt. Uh, Kurt is in that one. <laughs> nice. The next tier is called The Boys. Okay. Uh, this has... Sam, Bert, and Jesse St. James. Cool. I like that category these are, a lot. These are my, my, my That's guys. Kind of these awesome. are my boys. Yeah. Um, they're the boys. Cool. Next is my dear friends, Lauren Zeises. Wow. Carl the Dentist. <laughs> I love Carl yeah, the Dentist. Kind of awesome. uh, Sebastian, Sugar, Bree, also known as Tabitha from Riverdale. Sure. Uh, Rachel and Finn. Okay. Next we have... A tier called "What's Wrong with You." <laughs> In this one, do you have any guesses? Is it Blaine it Anderson? It is Blaine Anderson, wow. and only Blaine cool. Anderson. Uh, next, we have "Yes" with an exclamation point. Okay. Brittany, Mike Chang, Becky, Sue, Coach Beast, Mercedes, Tina, Santana, Blaine's brother, and <laughs> Adam Lambert. I guess. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I um, like him. I like him, too. I, I think like, he's funny. He's just, like, normal and a nice guy. Yeah, yeah he's just, like, a cool friend for yeah, Kurt to have. He's, like, the yeah. only character in the show who's just, like, a he's normal. He's just regular. He's just a normal guy. Um, great singer, too. Great yeah, singer. Insane, so insane great singer. I uh, love him. Um, okay, next we have a tier called Who's Josh Groban? Kill Yourself. This has Sandy in it. Nice. Again, every time I do this, I feel like I need to preface like i know yeah. like he's a bad person but he's funny but he's so funny yeah and i do get excited every time he shows up yeah, it's is that delightful. wrong of me maybe maybe but sorry though sorry what can you do i don't care this is my tier list this is my world and we're all just living in it so true okay uh right after that we have girl i don't know anymore and this is <laughs> quinn because yeah girl i just don't yeah i just don't know anymore it's like season one, I like her. Season two, I don't. Season three, she sucks. Yes. Season and then for the rest she's of it, just she's kind of annoying. She, for the rest of it, she's barely even there. Yeah. So I, I can't even really have an opinion like at that point. Yeah. So it's just like I don't know anymore. So I just gave her her own tier because I don't know. Um, okay, sure. Matt from season one. Okay. Ken Tanaka. Uh huh. Finn's mom. I forgot his uh-huh. name. I kept trying to say Archie. Like that's not oh right. My it is right, but it it's not right. right. But it's wrong. Um, Principal Figgins. Howard from Sheets and Things, uh-huh. Terry, Sue's sister, Rod Remington, mm-hmm. Kristen Chenoweth, mm-hmm. Emma, 
mm-hmm. unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roz Washington, Artie, yeah, <laughs> um, Brad the piano player, Gwyneth Paltrow, and the Irish kid. Okay, uh, you're gonna disagree with this one. Okay. This is maybe gonna. This okay. is not. You're not gonna like this. <laughs> so this tier is called "You Belong in Prison," but. After the joyless misery of seasons five and six, I'm willing to give you a pass for, at the very least, reminding me of a time when the show was enjoyable to watch. And this is one Mr. William Schuster. Yikes. Yeah, sorry. I just, I was so miserable. I was so miserable in the last two seasons that literally when he showed up, I was like, thank God. That maybe says a lot about me. Yeah, maybe but it it's does. true. It's true. I can't lie anymore. Yeah. Well, thank it's you true. for being honest. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, here we have I don't care. Get ready, because this is a long okay. list. Uh, Stoner Brett, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. Adina Menzel. Oh, by the way, I should mention, I found a tier list that has like significantly yeah, more characters yeah, okay. on it. Um, I probably should have said that at the beginning. There are a lot of additional okay. people on here. So, yeah. Um, Henri from season one, the guy who cut off his oh, thumbs. Oh, sure, yeah. Susie Peppers, uh-huh. Dustin Goolsby. Uh, he's the coach of Vocal Adrenaline. Right, His right, whole thing right. is that he's, he's handsome. That's it. That's oh, his only sort of... Oh, he's not the of... weird short one? No, no, no. No, 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 no. He's not on this okay. list. Dustin Goosby okay. is the one who, yes. he's always got an earpiece yeah. ear in. Yeah. Uh, Sunshine, both of Rachel's dads. <laughs> While I was, um, when I was looking for a tier list that uh-huh. had like an appropriate spread of characters uh-huh. on it, I found one that had both of her dads just in one, like they were just in <laughs> one picture, like as one That's character. That's so funny. Uh, which I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's true. Uh, Joe, oh, guy with dreadlocks. dreadlocks. Yep. Um, that guy who's the head of the Warblers in season four. Yep, who cares? Who cares? Uh, Terry's sister. Yeah. Uh, I think this guy's name is Shane, Mercedes' boyfriend in season oh, three, yeah. who she dates for a couple yeah. of episodes. Um, Marley's mom. Yeah. That lady who works with Rod Remington, Andrea. She's one of the news anchors. Yes. Uh, Marley. Uh-huh. Jake. Uh-huh. I literally can't remember his name. What's his name? Brody. 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 Rachel's boyfriend. Brody. Yes. Okay. Kurt's boss when he works at Vogue for Uh a couple of episodes. Demi Lovato. I think Ricky Martin. I don't know. Rick the Stick Nelson. Uh (laughs) Um, Is is his name Roderick? New guy in season six. Oh, who wears, like, the Western shirts? Yes. Yes. Roderick. Roderick. Azimio, um, the two scary twins, Jane, uh, oh, Santana's mom, and Karofsky. Okay. Karofsky probably should be a no. I don't know why I put him here. So, let's see. No, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Uh Olivia Uh Newton-John, literally don't know her name. We're just going to move on. Some woman. Sue's mom, uh-huh. that annoying ass guy who is coach of the Adams Apples at Niada, and Kurt like oh, sort of him. dates him for yeah, a little he's while. Oh God, he's awful. I hate him. Rachel's annoying Niada dance teacher. I hate her. That weird school nurse that Sam dates yeah, for like that. a day. Kitty, don't like Kitty. She no. sucks. Quinn's boyfriend who she had oh, like Nate from Gossip Girl who reminds yeah. me of um Chadwick from Riverdale you don't know him don't worry about it Spencer no just no yeah just no no um and the annoying 13 year old boy who joins. Him. why'd they do that I don't know why does he exist even god uh okay and now we have die Jacob Ben Israel, uh-huh. Cooter Mankins, uh-huh. and Ryder. Nice, cool. And then the last tier is tier for people who are pedophiles in real life. Yeah, you know who's there. Self-explanatory. So that's my final tier list cool. of characters from Glee. Pretty good. Thank you. Extensive. And, yeah. And yeah, good. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, and you know, I do also have one more thing to go over. Sure. Which I came up with a list of. Get ready for it. Okay. My top 10 Glee songs. Cool. This should be interesting. Um, so these are not in order, okay. but I'm going to read them from bottom to top as if they are. Okay, cool. Just because I think it would <laughs> be fun. fun. So here we go. Um, the I Can't Go For That slash You Make My Dreams Come True mashup. Uh-huh. Really not that memorable, but something about yeah, it like makes no me, s- it fills me with so much joy. Cool. I love listening to it. It's great. Uh, creep. <laughs> yeah. Um, not Going to Teach Your Boyfriend How to Dance With uh-huh. You. Huge. 
Don't Rain on My Parade, the Rachel version, yeah, obviously everything. Santana's version is so not important. that good. Santana's I'm sorry. First version sucks. It's not good. Yeah. Rachel's version is way better. Um, Don't Dream It's Over from season four. Teenage Dream, the original one. Uh-huh. You've got to have it. You've got to have it. Yeah, the, the, not the acoustic one. <laughs> the original. Uh, four Minutes from the Madonna episode. Uh-huh. Um, the Scientist. Uh, Singing in the Rain slash Umbrella. Lots of fun. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's like glee at its best. Yeah, it is. Um, and then before I read the top one, quote unquote, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read you my honorable mentions. <laughs> Here we go. Push it. Say a little prayer for you. Uh-huh. Keep holding on like a virgin. Fire. Rose's turn. Bad romance. Blame it on the alcohol. Don't you want me? Somewhere only we know. Girls just want to have fun. Love Shack. More than a woman. Not the boy next door. It's all coming back to me now. Paradise by the dashboard light. Teenage dream acoustic version. <laughs> Hopelessly devoted to you. Come what may. All you need is love and make you feel my love yeah. from the quarterback. Those are some good ones. Um, so, and yeah, what I have listed as my, I guess my top blue song, according <laughs> to this list, is the Thriller Heads Will Roll mashup. Cool. Nice list. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's all I've got. That was my final Glee update. Cool. Wow. It's a sad day. It's a sad day. It's a so joyous soon. day. I'll be honest. I'm glad I don't have to watch. <laughs> I was not having a good time. I had to watch six episodes yesterday because I oh really God, wanted to finish to be it done. before yeah. today. And it was... At least the ending is Wow, strong. yeah. The last two were really good, but it was... Yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> it was... Yeah, it was well, quite an undertaking. You. You really Thank you. It. I did it. Now I'm watch- re-watching with my mommy. Perfect. We're on season three now. Anyways. Cool. Um, so that's what's been That's going what's going on with, on with me. Um, what's, what's happening with you? Oh my god, I'm really glad you asked. Yeah. Um, I also finished Glee. You mentioned all the things that I was going okay, to great. say. Okay, great. I did so mention a, lo- a lot of things. have to go over that. Last time we met, I mentioned my uh, Mission Impossible, my mission to watch all of the Mission Impossible Okay, movies. great, sure. Uh, that has been completed. Cool. And as such, I do have a ranking of all six oh. Mission Impossible movies to share Fun. with you and with the audience. The worst Mission Impossible movie is Mission Impossible 2. Okay. It's bad. Okay. It's not good. Cool. The second worst one is Mission Impossible 3, uh, which features... Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman as the villain. He's sort of that puffy man from Hunger Games, Mockingjay, um, the guy, you definitely know who I'm talking about, in Catching Fire, ready? Okay. And he's the guy in the Capitol, and he has a puffy face and bad hair, and he's all one color, and he's the one, he's he's planning the games in Catching Fire, but then he um, is secretly on the side of Katniss and oh, her friends. Oh, okay. I just need you to see him. Okay. I'm I think I have Google a vision really in my head. I'm holding his image in my yeah, mind. Hold let's it in your mind. Let's see if I'm right. And let's get a good image of him. That was not who I was picturing, but now I, yeah. Disgusting puffy man. Yeah, okay. Who inexplicably is loved by millions. Okay. I, I've always hated him. I don't <laughs> like him. Okay. He is dead, so maybe it's mean to say this, but I just, why is he that so puffy? Uh-huh. Why does he talk like that? I don't like him. Okay. And so he's in Mission Impossible 3 as the villain, and every, Mission Impossible heads are like, this maybe isn't a great movie, but it's the best Mission Impossible villain. Oh. That's simply not true. He sucks. He counts. Big deal. I can do that, too. Okay. The third worst Mission Impossible movie is Mission Impossible 4, which I think is called Ghost Protocol, which is a cool name, and it's an okay movie. Okay. Um, the third, so now it's going to be the third best Mission Impossible <laughs> okay. movie, is Mission Impossible 5, which is called, I think, Rogue Nation. All right. I have noticed so far we've gone two, three, four, five. Yeah. Which is so interesting. So the interesting, which will be worst and which will be best. Right. Um, Rogue Nation is pretty good. I liked it. Um, it's much better than the other ones okay. that I've listed so far. The second best, the first runner-up, yep. they would say on Glee, yep. is Mission Impossible. Okay. That's the first That's one. That's the first one. This is a great movie. It's it's classic. It has the classic even though I'd never seen it before, you know the scene when Tom Cruise is hanging in the white room and he's all spread out and he's being crazy and sneaky. Sure, that yeah, comes from this. I guess it's sort so. of an iconic Mission Impossible uh, thing. It has the th- classic Mission Impossible song in it, um, which is great. These movies have a theme song that plays at the beginning of each movie, which makes kind them of like cool us, and awesome yeah, and cool. Um, and then the best Mission Impossible movie. Any guesses? Uh, is it Mission Impossible 6? Yeah, it's Mission oh, Impossible cool. okay, 6 great. Fallout, which is a great film. Some of the best stunts in it. Tom Cruise jumps out of the famous plane. Oh, Henry okay. Cavill is there being crazy. Tom Cruise flies a helicopter into another helicopter. 
and defuses an atomic bomb at the same time. Wow. What more can you want? So that's the best Mission Impossible movie. I will be watching that one again. And I'm looking forward to Mission Impossible 7 Part 1 coming out next year. Mission Impossible 7 Part 2 coming out the year after that. Wow, okay. Um, So that is my Mission Impossible update. Is Mission Impossible 7 Part 1 coming out before or after Wonka? I think I looked it up. I think it's before Wonka. Okay, probably. Which is Wonka's pretty late in the year. And then my other thing I wanted to talk about is that the town band in the town that I live in is back. The town band? The town band. Oh, they had their first performance on Wednesday, and the town band is a group of, I would say, 20 to 30 old people who live in my town, Okay, and they play instruments like the flute wow. and the clarinet and the trumpet and the trombone and the tuba and the drums and the oboe and the piccolo, and they play songs at the gazebo in our town, Wow! and they do it once a week every summer, and it's the greatest thing in my life. Nothing is more important to me than That's the town band. That's pretty special. Um, I love them. They're awesome. Jim, the conductor, is a personal hero of mine. He's so cool. He has long hair now. It used to be short before COVID, but now it's long. Um, and they here are some of the songs they played okay. for interested parties. Uh, they started out with the Star Spangled Banner, which for town band fans, you know, every season they start with the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. to do it. Um, and then one of the guys who's in the band, I think he's perhaps in the trombone or saxophone section, he's actually composes things for the band to play. Nice. And he composed a mashup. Uh, no way. Based on the Roaring Twenties, so it was songs from the Twenties that I didn't know. Okay. But it was a mashup of them, and That's he composed cool. it, and they played it. Uh, and then they played Sentimental Journey, which is exciting because one of the members of the band, Nancy, sings occasionally, and this is one of the songs that she sings. Cool. She killed it. She did a great job. And they finished the night with uh, John Philip Sousa's Stars and Stripes Forever, which, again, is a town band tradition. Mm -hmm. you got to have that. So that was awesome. I really enjoyed seeing all the old people that I see every summer sitting. Everyone brings their little chairs and sits outside the gazebo and listens and claps. I ate some ice cream, and it it made me feel uh, happy. Does the band have a name? It's the Hopkinton Town Band. The Hopkinton Town Band. Okay, that's yeah, cool. I guess um, my town band would probably be Evan Rangel's band. Right. Watson Park. Watson Park because of it is a band in your town. Right, and it's named yeah. after a park in my town. Yeah. Wow. Everyone, if you have a town band, you should go. If not, you should come to my town and see my town band. Or maybe perhaps start your own town band. Or perhaps start your own if you have a gazebo or even if you don't. But the gazebo, I think, is sort of yeah. essential. We do have a gazebo that bands do perform cool. in sometimes. Cool, yeah. So, yeah. Wow, cool. I'm thinking probably since that happens every week and we podcast every week, I will probably give an update of the set list every Okay, great. Week. Yeah, I'd love to hear uh, it. Because it's pretty important and pretty interesting. They do sometimes play the Mission Impossible theme. No way. Wow. Which is huge. So that is what's been going on with me. Wow. All right, great. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. For sharing, yeah. Our, sharing all of that. I guess it's time to do what we're actually here for. Right. Uh, which we never mentioned. Right. Um, but it is time for Riverdale it Roulette. It is. Yeah. Do you want to tell I don't know people? how many Riverdale roulettes we've done. Is this our fifth? Quite a few at this or point. Our sixth? We'll I have to find have to out. Check because I want to say what chapter of Riverdale. Yeah, Roulette I want to say maybe five. I bet I could remember all the episodes we watched. We watched the um, one from season three where Archie got out of. He had bear scars, bear, and he yep. was talking about the bear scars. We watched the one with Chick in it. Yep. We watched prom night. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was something before that. We watched the the one where Betty was in FBI training mm-hmm. class, and this one. Was there another Halloween. one? Halloween. Halloween. Yep. So this is Riverdale Roulette, Chapter 6. Chapter 6. Okay. Um, And it is Season 4, Episode 13, Chapter 70, yep. titled The Ides of March. And now I took it upon myself to switch things up uh, this time, and Did I watch watched it. it. Cool. I watched it. I feel like usually I'm just sort of sitting here saying, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, fun. sure, uh-huh, yes. And so I thought it would be more enjoyable for everyone if I also watched it. That Exciting. way I could give maybe some more detailed yeah, feedback I since I know idea. everything about everything that's going on in Riverdale, sure. past and present. So, yeah. All right. Uh, the episode begins with our classic Jughead voiceover. Of course. You know it's going to be a good one when says, it starts with Jughead voiceover. the week started like any other. Who would have guessed where I'd be by the end? Certainly now, not us. This is mysterious. This yeah. is intriguing. Yeah. Um, I had no idea where he was going to end up. I'm going to say it now. And then also this this episode is different because it has the days of the week. They pop up. Yes. Uh, throughout. There's a ticking clock element yeah, here. It, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts on Monday at 4.44 a.m. We're in it's Archie's pretty early. Room. It's quite early. Quite early. In the early. Yeah. Archie's alarm goes off. He has to get up, but he's tired. Yeah, I mean it's 4:40 a.m. Archie. It's pretty early. He like goes about his business. He's making coffee. He leaves a "I love you, mom" note, which very is very sweet, sweet. Very sweet. 
Um, and then he's pouring coffee for everyone else um, at his construction site. Yes, where he is working. Yes, um, he owns that construction site which at is this cool. point in time. Yep. We find out that I guess he goes to school, right? And he's talking to the principal. Well, yeah, he's in high school. Well, no, I'm just, I just, I don't have any note marking that the difference oh, oh, between oh. the construction site yes, and yes, what yes. happened. Yeah, next, he goes, he goes, he goes to, to school. school. Um, and he's in the principal's office, I think. And I think it's a different principal. It's Principal Honey. Okay. <laughs> um, and Principal Honey tells him that, nope, that Archie's like, I want to go to college. Can I, is it too late? And the principal's like, yeah, it's too late. Like, also your grades suck. Your grades suck. Uh, you're probably not going to graduate high school yeah, even, Archie. sad. And this is yeah. very different from Glee because on Glee, people decide where they want to go to college. Like, about three days in about advance. About three days yeah. before graduation. Um, so if Archie should transfer to William McKinley, yeah, probably he'd be good to go. I think he would have a fun time there. I think so because he, he would, would love to be in the Glee music. club. He would love to well, be in the Glee club. Which is just what he needs. All this drama needs to go away. Yeah. And then Archie said, "Archie's like, can I at least walk with my friends at graduation?" And right. Mr. Honey says that no, you're undeserving to even walk. Kind of rude with your friends. Kind of rude. Which is nasty. It's art. I mean, he got attacked by a freaking bear. For real, he it's not his fault. And also, it. like at this point, I have to mention his dad died. His dad not is that dead. far. Oh, yeah. not that long ago. He's he got, running he two got, businesses. He's running two businesses. He's been framed for murder. He went to juvie. He got attacked by a bear. And he's doing his best. He's like he's been through so fucking much. Yeah. Mr. Honey. What's his first name? Hang on. I have to remember Mr. Honey's first name really quickly. What is his name? Shit. Because it's one of those funny names where like both of a the- funny Riverdale name. It's like I got a first and, um, uh, but they both start with the same letter. Holden Honey. Holden Honey. That's good. <laughs> Holden Honey. Yeah. Okay. Um, meanwhile, it's morning at the lodge home mm-hmm. and Hiram like spills his coffee. Yeah. He's got shaky hands. Freaks out. Mm-hmm. Veronica says she'll never offer him help again. And then she like marches into school and and starts making out with Archie yeah. immediately. Yeah. Clothes are coming off. Yeah. Cut. Archie's putting Veronica's it's dress just back in the on. music room. In the middle of the school. They're in, in the school. morning. Yeah. During the day. Yeah. Anyone could walk in. Yeah. Um, Veronica's sad about how little time she has left with Archie, and she just wants to have fun. That's basically her theme mm-hmm. for this episode. Mm-hmm. Jughead at this point is at Stonewall Prep. Yeah. Um, I love when he's at Stonewall Prep. We find out that he has been kicked out of Quill and Skull. Is that the name of this organization? That's the name of the secret society that he joined with Brett and friends. Yeah. Okay. So he's been kicked out of that because Betty broke into Sanctum Sanctora. She sure did. Um, And that's a violation of the code. Yeah. So he can't be in the club anymore right. because that happened. Because that happened. But that's not all. Because this is Jughead, he's going to have to suffer more than that. He's His Jughead. Baxter brother's contract uh, is going to be terminated yeah. for Uh-oh. not delivering satisfactory material by March 15th. Mm-hmm. March 15th? The Ides of March. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. crazy. That's like a crazy yeah. day in history. And Jughead does make sure we know. Yes, he, says, he points it out. This Friday, you mean, you mean the, the Ides, Ides of, of March? March? So... Um, but Jughead always looks on the bright side, of course, and so he says, yeah, well, I, I still have five days to write the best damn Baxter Brothers novels these Stonies have ever read by Friday. Mm-hmm. And I bet he's going to do it. I bet so. He's a fam- famously a really good writer. Yeah, so he's so talented. I'm sure he can do and it. Of course, he calls Betty to help him out. Yeah. Because she's literally a detective. Yeah, she's the smartest person who's ever lived. Um, Stonewall Prep has a tradition of throwing an Ides of March party in the mo- in the woods. Sounds like fun. Which sounds cool. And Betty's like, Jughead, your life is literally like a crime mystery novel why not just write about your experience at stonewall prep mm-hmm. he's like you're so right betty that's what i'm gonna do anything to say this i like how we're continuing the theme of jughead not being able to write anything that <laughs> hasn't do directly anything. happened to him yeah it's all it's all uh, he knows he has no imagination yeah which you know you will see more of later <laughs> when he's reading some of his his, his writing um, is really he's stunted. reading some of his novel, which is the main character Jarhead, <laughs> who's studying at Brickbridge Prep and lives with his roommate Bison. Bison. Um, he's just the greatest writer I he's think so the talented. world. He's the next great American novelist I think. Um, Hiram pops up at Archie's gym to work out. Yeah, which is weird because I thought they were sworn enemies. You know what? It just yeah, it depends on the episode really. Um Jughead reads aloud some of his novel to his class. Yeah, and folks, it's really good. It's really good. It's, it's very something well I would written. Love to read. It's, it makes sense the way that he structured it. Uh it's 
not at all monotonous or <laughs> no you know, it's it's good it's not it's, just retelling what has happened on the show definitely not. it would never be that it's really good it's really well written and the teacher just... says it sucks because it does <laughs> and bad. the title card bad. drops and then we see cheryl and tony topaz in sort of this confusing scene yeah where cheryl answers the phone like she has an essential oil business <gasps> she says like something about essential oils but then she's talking about the maple club yeah and I just don't understand. So basically what the deal is here is that she she and Veronica uh, are running a rum company. Okay. Where right. they produce and distribute rum. Okay. As 17 that makes sense. to 18 yeah, year not olds. Yeah, not a problem really. Um, I think there's also another layer to it. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So That's the, the gist. Cheryl like hangs up the phone and then she asks Tony Topaz... This really normal question that uh-huh. a lot of people would choose these exact words to ask this kind of question. She says, will you scrutinize this enigmatic patron? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Tony says, sure, no problem. And so Cheryl tells Tony she's going to meet a white-haired lady at the speakeasy. And then the she speakeasy? she goes to do that at the speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about rum and then the lady with the white hair, who's definitely not anyone in disguise. No, 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 no. Um, says she heard there's another establishment. And Tony's like, yeah, we can meet up with Cheryl tomorrow night. And then Veronica is also there at the speakeasy. Yeah. And she orders two Cokes. Yeah. Which is funny. She's going She's dancing with Archie. She's crazy. going kind of crazy. Yeah. And Archie's like, Veronica, I have to go home. I have to get up at 440. Which we know is morning. true because we saw that we happen. We saw that happen just yesterday. Um, yep. It's Tuesday now, I think. Back to Jughead's novel. He's reading more of it. He's reading the part where he's locked in the coffin, mm-hmm. which, of course, I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, his roommate, Bison. Yeah. And then when he's done reading, he says to the, his classmates, admit it, you guys are on the edge of your seats, aren't you? They're just not. They're yeah. Clearly because not. the thing about this section of the novel that he reads to us is he says the reason why he's trapped in the coffin is so that he won't be a witness to the perfect right. murder. Right. So they're not on the because you just told them what's happening, and so now they know right, what's going no on. There's no suspense. There's it's no. Not, you just yeah. It's, it's not. You're not a good writer, Jack. No, he doesn't know how to structure um, a novel. And so, no, they're not on the edge of their seats because it's not well written and it's not good. You're a jughead. You're a full size Pendleton Jones. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, Hiram and Archie are like working out together at Archie's gym. And Archie tells Hiram about how he's too busy, what with running two businesses Mm -hmm. and going to school. He wants to dump his father's, his dead father's construction company, Andrew's Construction. And he wants gay Kevin's dad, the former sheriff, to yep. help him at the community center. And Hiram's like, yeah, you know what? Two businesses is a lot. Like, maybe you should scale back. Yeah. Um, and something interesting about this scene is that Archie mentions that I believe the construction company was started by his grandpa, Artie. Yes. Yeah. Perhaps I another River Glee connection. River Glee, yeah. Um, that, that doesn't align with the timeline of our other connections, but we all know as Riverdale as does know, whatever it wants. Riverdale what, does whatever it wants. Who even knows what time period Riverdale's taking For place real. In. Back at Stonewall Prep, the teacher makes Jughead in his class come and stand in front of his desk, and then he accuses Jughead of plagiarism. Yep. Um, he says that Jughead plagiarized this short story that he wrote that qualified him for Yale. Yep. And this random kid in the class... Jonathan. Jonathan claims that he wrote it first, like, several months ago. Sure. And Jughead's like, that's, no, I wrote it this summer on my laptop. And then Brett is like, the laptop that I gave you two weeks ago? And Jughead's like, no, my other laptop. My old laptop. Um, And he goes to look for his old laptop, and guess what? It's missing. It's gone. Someone stole it. Uh-oh, I bet of it wasn't course. Brett. It wasn't Brett. It no. couldn't have been Brett. Brett would never do that. Um, So Jughead is not only is going to have to finish writing his new Baxter Brothers novel by the Ides of March, he also is going to have to go before the headmaster and the disciplinary committee on the Ides of March. Uh Uh-oh. Not good. Not great, Jughead. Because one thing I know about Jughead, in a situation where there's authority figures trying to tell him what to do, it's not going to go well. No. Um, he's worried about the plagiarism accusation because maybe his career as a writer will be over before it even begins. And I would say, Jughead, you're not... It's it already is. Over. I would say so. Yeah, because you're a bad. You're writer. really a terrible writer, Jughead. I'm um, sorry. But Betty is supportive, and she says that I'm not going to let that happen. Back at Riverdale High, uh, I really really love this scene. Yeah, this is a really um, good one. The principal comes in to like their student lounge area where they're always hanging out. Yeah. And he is holding a little flask of rum, and he says to Veronica, "Like I found this in your locker," and Veronica says, "Yeah, tell him." Uh huh. 
Excuse me, since when did Riverdale High become a fascist police state, Principal Mussolini? She really does say that. Um, Yeah. Which is like, I mean, you're in high school, like you're, you're really, like that's sort of a regular style rule that you're not supposed to have alcohol if you're underage and you're in a high school, you know, where you're going to school and probably shouldn't be like drinking, these kinds of things. So it's a totally reasonable reaction, um, justified, I support her. Yeah. But she doesn't even have to worry about this new accusation of having alcohol at school because Archie's going to take the blame. Yeah. He says that's, he he likes to have a little rum around to take the edge off. Sure, Which yeah. is so funny. Honestly, at this point, after all he's been through, um, I can't even blame him. Yeah, and he, he only gets a week's detention and uh, the principal's going to call his mom. Yeah. Which seems totally fair. Yeah. Jughead and Betty, like, <laughs> ambush Jughead's class with a lie detector. Yeah. That they're going to, like, gonna prove that Jughead didn't plagiarize yeah and they're like we're not taking that like we're not gonna do that and then Jughead's like fine I'll do it watch me do it I I will answer the questions and you'll see that I wasn't lying but Mm. (laughs) I think this is Donna is that her name yeah the Stonewall prep girl says I hate to break it to you sweetie but this isn't gonna prove Jughead's innocence and Betty is ready with a reply folks and she does not miss a beat she says you think I don't know that Bitch. You think I don't know that bitch? And she says the bitch much louder than yeah. the other words. She's so really awesome. Funny. She's so awesome. And then she calls the Stonewall Prep people one percenters, which I thought was funny. Mm. Um, and says none of them will be left standing when she and Jughead are done. Which is oh. ominous coming from the daughter of a serial killer. Yeah, I would say so. Veronica like tries to make out with Archie <laughs> in school again. And Archie's like, like maybe this like we're in school. Yeah, like maybe this says, is not the best he time. He says Dr. Beaker. <laughs> Could be back at any moment. <laughs> Which is a great name Dr. For, a, Beaker, yeah. for a teacher. And Veronica gets pissed off yeah. and leaves. Yeah. Tony Topaz <laughs> is meeting up with the lady with the white hair, yeah, who again whatever. is not anyone to disguise, and Cheryl pops up. There's like a really long scene of the three of them dancing. Yeah. It uh, seemed unnecessary. Yeah. But it turns out it's Veronica's secret older sister, who we met previously. Never saw that one coming. Yeah. Uh, Hermosa. And she was trying to uncover their business. And Veronica's like, that's nasty. This is my livelihood. Sure, sure. Um, which is true. Yeah, it's true. Um, she needs the. If she, she didn't have this business, yeah. she would be on the streets. Literally, she would have no money. She, she, would, she would. Yeah, she'd be starving. Yeah, she would she not needs have a this. home she or any money to fall back needs on. Needs this. Yeah. Um, but then we find out. Well, I found out. I presume other people already knew that Hiram has a condition. He's going to die. He does. Basically. Yeah. Um, but back to Benny and Jughead, which is more interesting. They're, like, breaking into all these different rooms at Stonewall Prep looking for Jughead's laptop that clearly some of these people stole. Yep. They go to the, break into the principal's office, and they find Jughead's, get this, Jughead's original manuscript Uh-oh. in a folder that says ready to print, Uh-oh. even though they said they weren't going to publish it. Right. And so this is his Baxter Boys manuscript that they rejected. The Boy in the River. The Boy in the River, a, which is based, of course, on real events of Jughead's life. Correct. Cheryl's dead brother. Yep. And the, But they've rewritten it. But not only has just anyone rewritten it, his all his classmates have rewritten it. Yeah, they collaborated. Without telling him, yeah. without letting him know, and without giving him any credit. It's his story. It's unbelievable. Although it really isn't because it's just a real event that happened. Right. It's Yeah, it's not necessarily a story so, so much as it's just literally an explanation of something that happened in his life. But yeah. I guess, you know, it's so a story, I Jughead suppose. is mad, of course. What else is new? Veronica tells Archie that Hiram is dying of a, quote, debilitating disease. Yeah. Hate those. I hate those, too. Archie tells Veronica that she needs to get Hiram fired up, and maybe that will make him feel better. Probably will, I and would imagine. so on the next day, which is the Ides of March, Veronica, like, gets up in the morning, comes to her family breakfast table, and calls them all blood-sucking vampires. Yep. And then presents a new ad campaign for her rum company, which, of course, pisses Hiram off because he, I guess, has a competing he does. rum company. He does, yeah. Um, and he's mad. And he congratulates Veronica. And then she says, he says that she has successfully awoken the dragon. Prepared to prepared be eaten. Prepared to be eaten. Yeah. Which is... Not a normal thing to say. Normal, probably nothing to worry about. And Veronica's mom is like, Veronica, like, what the hell? He's What's sick. He's you? dying. And she's like, yeah, but he seems better right now than he's ever been in the Doesn't past he seem, couple He seems great. Months, yeah. So... The dragon has been awoken. Didn't the you hear when he said awoken. that? Come on. Prepare to be eaten. Prepare to be eaten. Um, Betty has a new bulletin board with all the people from Stonewall Prep. She's trying to figure out who sure, stole sure. Jughead's laptop and stuff. Betty and Donna go out to lunch, and Betty tells Donna she knows she's lying about 
what happened with Mr. Chipping and that Mr. DuPont, who is the Baxter Boys guy, is the mastermind. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. They have a nice little, like, meetup at the diner, though, which I thought was cute. Um, Jughead threatens Brett, um, and tells him he's going to let all the toxic little genies out of their bottles. Yeah. Which is interesting. But then things get even more interesting, because Brett reveals that actually he has, quote, a tape of Jughead and Betty doing the nasty. Yep. Um, and he's threatening to release it. Uh-oh. Kind of it kind seems, of nasty business, seems Brett. Seems yeah. not good. Probably um, something you shouldn't be doing, Brett. And Jughead's like, I don't care. And then Brett is like, yeah, but like Betty's on there. Don't you care about that? And he's like, oh, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Archie decides, after all, he's not going to sell Andrew's construction business. Right which is kind of rude to gay Kevin's dad. Yeah. And also okay. the guy he was going to sell it to, yes, who's Vic. a little bit pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's time for Jughead's trial. And they tell him he has two options. He can either gracefully and quietly withdraw from Stonewall Prep, and then he won't have to face any punishments or sure. bring any shame upon the school. Or he can fight the accusation in a public forum. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I know Jughead Jones. There's yeah. only one thing for him to do. Fight. He's going to put on his, his serpent's jacket. He's going to... He's going to yeah. show these people who's boss. Right. Guess what? He withdraws. He withdraws. He says, I'm leaving. And um, Brett is very triumphant. He's finally won. And FP is disappointed in his son because this is not like him, folks. You know that. I it's know really that. not. Know Jughead that. never gives up. No, um, Regardless doesn't. of what's going on no, or what the consequences he never, are, he ever never, gives ever gives up. But then he's like, listen, Betty, we're going to go to the Ides of March party. I have a plan. Which um, surely won't go wrong. Yeah. Jughead very dramatically puts on his serpent outfit uh-huh. and holds up a knife. Yeah, switchblade. Yeah, which is frightening. Yeah, um, and then he, he shouldn't has have this that mask of yeah. a bunny. Yeah, like a full of a scary of mask. Rubber mask that you put over your whole head. Yeah, it's a bit. It's frightening. It's not a cute bunny. Um, it's very scary. They all show up at the party. Brett looks so cool in his Roman Brett looks outfit. Fucking awesome. And he says, "Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your." beers very funny brett funny classic i love you brett um but then jughead puts on the mask and he just walks up to brett and just stands there and yeah. i don't like i don't understand no you wouldn't You'd, you had to be there yeah so um, does the bunny mask have any history in this show it does okay. yeah it does right. um not as much as you might think okay but it does have so some there's history. some precedent yeah okay it seems sort of like a like a Donnie Darko thing. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Guy, scary yeah. movie, scary movie. Uh, Have you seen that movie? Yeah, scary I like movie. That movie. It's good. It's scary I like though. That I don't bunny. like when the, the bunny's voice scares me. The bunny does the way he talks. Voice. It's very but scary to me. I love Baby Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he's, he's so cute. yeah. He's yeah. just a little guy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Brett follows Jughead into the woods. Jughead takes immediately takes off the mask and puts on the hat. Yeah. So what was the point? Jughead wearing it in the first place. Jughead. I will say though. In future episodes, that becomes okay. crucial. The cool. fact that he takes off the mask and puts back his hat on, oh, crucial, crucial. So don't forget, don't forget okay. that that happened. Betty, meanwhile, Betty follows Donna into the woods, and she sort of threatens her and says, I'm the daughter of the Black Hood. She sure is, yeah. And Donna's like, well, I talked to your friend, Evelyn Evernever, oh boy. in Shawshank Prison. Yep. prison. About it's actually Shank Shaw Prison, Shank sorry. Shaw Prison. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about a, a, a magic word. Uh, that can be used on you, Betty. Yeah. Uh, and Betty's like, what? Tangerine, tangerine three, times? three times? That doesn't work on me anymore. No. So, uh, I I mean, I I guess if you said tangerine three times to Betty, she would go, like, serial killer mode? At one point in the past, perhaps. But yeah, she's but over But clearly that. not she's anymore. Over she's That's over not... it. Yeah, she's grown. And, she's fine And now. so she's like, Donna, like, cool it. You have nothing on me. And Donna's like, well, I actually have a different word yeah, that sends you word. into a fugue and makes you hurt the people you love. Ooh, uh-oh. Which sounds bad. Yeah, that's not really um, that good, I don't think. Yeah, cut to Archie and Veronica. They're looking for Betty and Jughead. They ask some of the kids from Jughead's class, like, have you seen Betty and Jughead? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I think they're over there. Yeah. And they go into the woods, and they see the silhouette of Betty. Yeah. Um, just standing there. She's standing it's there. A kind scary of, image. Yeah, yeah. She's holding a big rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, Jughead's lying on the ground in front of her Ooh, with blood pouring yikes. out of his head. Mm, not great. Uh, and Archie yikes. kneels down, takes Jughead's pulse. He doesn't have one. Ooh, no, um, not good. Mm-mm. He is dead. Jughead Jones has passed away. Oh, yikes! Which man. this this is kind of the thrilling conclusion of the series of of four season four episodes that we've been watching where at the end of each one yeah we've seen something dramatic leading towards this moment it's true yeah we had the one in the morgue with betty and charles fp betty and fp oh yeah yep and then the one when the police come into the school yep. 
and arrest yep. Betty and Veronica and Archie yes. for the murder for of, the Jughead, murder of Jones. Jughead Jones. And so now we've seen the murder of Jughead Jones. Ooh, yeah, yikes. It's looking pretty bad for Betty. I don't know Yeah, how I mean, she's literally she's gonna holding get out of this one. the bloody rock. She, yeah. has, she also murdered her cat with a bloody rock. It's true. She uh, did do that. So it's not looking too good. No. Well, something that's interesting is that Jughead is dead, but he still manages to do a voiceover at the end. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Um, and he just repeats what he said at the beginning, which yeah. I want to get it right, is... Uh, the week started like any other. Who would have guessed where I'd be by the end? Does he just repeat that again? Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, kind of It's crazy. not looking great. Um, I can't say I blame Betty. He kind of had it coming. Like, he's very he's irritating. Um, yeah, but no, it's not like... Something <sighs> interesting, though, of course, is that I know Jughead is in... I mean, or is he? You maybe I, these are. I've certainly seen season five. Maybe I? it's his An secret. Maybe it's Jarhead. Maybe it's Jarhead from Brickbridge Prep. From his his novel come to yeah, life. Yeah, you really never know. So uh, I don't know. It's I disturbing. It's I frightening. Be so sure. It's, yeah. I'm worried about. I mean, Betty. At least she has a brother in the FBI who presumably can, can help, sort of help her, help her in this yep. scenario. Yeah, and he will. He will um, help her out. But it, uh, the psychic damage of, of murdering Jughead oh, Jones, yeah. no matter how much he deserves it, is going to take a toll on yeah, her, I would no, think. No, definitely. Um, and I, I hope Archie and Veronica can find it in their hearts to not be mad at her. Right, to understand sort of what's I going mean, on I mean, Donna here. said that word to her. What was she supposed to do? Oh, the word, yeah. Who knows what word that could possibly be? I have no be. idea. I don't know. Um, I hope it's something funny like Jarhead. I hope so, too. So that's the episode. Yeah, that's it. Um, any sort of theories as to what's going on here what's gonna happen I really in the future don't. i really i felt like this one was a nice it's it's sort of nice how it worked out that we have sort of three stages of the death of jughead jones yeah. in the episodes that we randomly happened to view i thought it's that true. worked out yep. nicely i'm looking forward to more i miss charles i do as well uh, i'm glad brett was here brett had a, some good moments he looked awesome in his roman outfit. so good he had like a whole colorful robe yeah, on he had the golden really nice. leaf the crown on god he looks awesome yeah, i love Brett cool. so much i think that's all i have to say really wow okay awesome i guess i'll randomly generate sure, um a yeah. number one or 14 through 100 to see what we're watching next because i really i yeah i, I have a good, good i have a good feeling uh i think a musical episode is incoming i would love that i really do i, really, I feel really it that. i feel it coming 32 is this what I think it is? 32. If this is what I think it is, this is a really very good one. Okay, yeah. Uh, so chapter 32 okay. is, it's season two, episode 19. Um, it's titled Prisoners. Oh. This is, unfortunately, immediately pre- follows an, a musical episode. Oh, wow. But this Sad. episode, I actually, I love, I would say this is honestly one of my- Wow. One of my favorites, um, just because some of the things that happen in this one uh-huh. are absurd. Uh, there's a lot of really good, really quotable lines. Some of Fun, my favorite good. lines in the entire series nice. are in this episode. Cool. Um, I think this one is also just like, kind of like well made. Like it's good. Oh, nice. It's very suspenseful. Um, I mean, you know, it would They're be. They're all well made. It's better if you had watched the things up to this point because there's a lot of very yeah. satisfying. Well, that's not the nature of satisfying reveals and stuff. But regardless, um, I think it'll stand up well on its own really good it has an 8.3 rating on wow AMD. that's like pretty that's, crazy yeah that's high actually for riverdale that's yeah <laughs> for riverdale that's quite good okay great right. i'm looking forward to that cool uh it's gonna be a really good one i will watch that one too nice uh, when we get there because but next week i believe we'll be watching the voice episode three yeah the battle rounds new part episode one. oh my god that's right we're Which getting into the exciting. battle i can't wait to see what that entails and yeah how I, I have no idea what no one knows means. i mean we've never seen it it's before it's never, brand new never been seen before really exciting i hope you guys are enjoying yeah our uh, the voice <laughs> i know i of. am really i mean it's so relevant it's and new, new and, fresh, and i mean how could we not be talking about it so all right well yeah thanks for thanks for tuning in today follow um, us on instagram yeah at talkie talkie pod email us email uh, us at the whatever at the email <laughs> and we're sorry about last week we're it, really sorry um, but once again it's not literally not our, our fault, fault. So uh you really can't blame us for it we're so. also sort of not sorry in that yeah sense. we're really not sorry we're sorry that forces beyond our control caused this to happen that's more like it yeah um yeah so thank you we love you and we'll see you next time bye, bye. Ducky, 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 ducky. <laughs>